0: The only election that matters. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <clears throat> honk, honk. <laughs> the only election that matters. You can only
1: keep one streaming service. Who survives? I'm Katie Rich, and I would be murdered by my own children if we got rid of Netflix, even though so much of their children's programming is terrible. They got they got me.
2: I'm Matt Patches, and I gotta go with Pluto TV, where you can watch all their favorite films. Bond movies and American gladiators for free. There's ads, but the the channels are just running all the time. It's a great service, Pluto TV. No subscription necessary.
0: <laughs> hey, it's me, David the Seven, and HBO Max narrowly nudges out Disney Plus for me.
3: Uh, I'm David Ehrlich. I, I don't know if Matt Patches heard the news that Pluto TV recently, you know, as part of NBC's Uh-oh. suite of streaming platforms reported a 200 I bl- i'm i pulling this number out of my ass but it was something like this <laughs> a 257 percent increase in uh streaming over the last couple of months and they're doing like bonkers wow. business we don't even have like uh, affiliate links that we can put out there no wow
1: but they always big time why, why does everyone want
2: to tv in the pandemic us something
3: so that that is that is true and that is definitely the american sentiment uh, these days but uh, i i gotta i mean whatever. It's, this is, it's too hard because uh, Netflix and your criteria channels do wildly different things, but uh, it pains me to say. It's the week
1: of the crown, so David's going to pick it's Netflix. It's the week of
3: the crown, you know, there's, there's only one streaming service that gives you Terrace House and The Crown and uh, Menk, <laughs> and I'm thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of ending the, I don't know, uh, you know, if this is a far from for my whole family, I gotta go with Netflix. Wow, because it- Asa loves Mank. Exactly, Asa's a Mankiac. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri.
4: Clear and plain and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh? Good, then. Well, then, as you say, we're both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine, then. And I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine.
1: It's It's a podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to Fighting in the War Room. It's episode 324 and a half. Pandemic 35 uh, Are we going to get, no I, Our pandemic and weeks are almost going to start lining up With our episode numbers uh, It's the week of Wednesday, November eleventh, 2020 Happy Veterans Day and happy anniversary to Taylor Swift Who released her album Fearless <laughs> on that day in 2008
2: What were the hit songs off that? Oh wait, was that like Love Story? He said, um, marry me Juliet, you never have to be alone That That right?
3: is a fearless bop That is true, great video uh you know fearless pulled me it's it's no red but it's strong when when can we celebrate red's anniversary
1: oh i don't know that seems like a fall album too i'm gonna google this uh while you shame our listeners david for not leaving us a review last week because yeah. as we said
3: what, what the else fuck else you have, have you people have been do? doing for the last three the last three, three weeks we or asked so. people we to ever... get the vote out and vote for your favorite <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, the
1: only election that matters.
3: Yeah, we 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 want to hear from you now that we are entering a brave new world. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if I get in the war room. And read it on the show. It'll be great fun.
4: Yeah,
0: we're uh, fun now.
3: I can tell we're from fun. your hey voice. Guys, we're, fu- <laughs> listen, we're fun now. Listen, let's well, let's talk like about a lot the, to the tenor of my voice, which you know we are all. I think we were just talking off pod, very tired. Uh, I, I, the there was a lot of tension in our shoulders, in our minds, in our lives uh, that some of it, you know, we couldn't even measure or be aware of that just sank out of us uh, once the, the euphoric news that Biden had won and Trump had lost, which is in fact what happened, uh, was processed. And I think the floor just sort of dropped out from us on Monday night and um, I, I summoned my last gas of energy to file an overlong review of "Hillbilly Elegy," and now I am just a shriveled skin suit of a man. Uh, but man, these—we uh, don't need to. I feel like you're not we, doing
2: the last week of life much justice.
3: The roller—I mean, but I, I, from I, I election <laughs> night
2: to the Wednesday. Was, I went to bed a, on election night thinking Trump was the winner. I mean, we will.
3: Well, let's really. We'll you si- really
1: truly thought Trump was the winner? Uh, of, uh, we'll you, circle you, you back. To go we'll circle sleep? the wagons.
3: Let's go through through this all. I just want to plant my flag into saying that, like, the exhaustion the of my flag. voice owes to everything we've all been through for the last week, but especially in the last couple of hours, just dealing with the fact that these fucking Republicans will not get off my dick and let me live for five fucking minutes.
1: No, here, like, here's the thing. Is you don't have to
3: listen to them anymore. Yeah, uh, but you do and you don't. You're not
1: going to talk about... You you know, to. I don't really don't think you do. I mean, oh, We're going to get you, when gonna say start
3: you with do. empathy trap?
0: Because we could start no, 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 with empathy no, 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 trap. No,
1: I'm talking about all the people who are like, well, I don't know. like, Donald like okay, Trump has wait, the right, right to pursue Empathy has nothing to do with this. No one cares. I, I, no, I'm,
4: I'm not feeling empathy for these fucking people.
1: Bill Barr does not deserve your attention as no. they like put all these fake you don't legal get a challenges, choice. like you don't get worry a choice about in why? any of this. Why do you need to read about any of this? Oh, it's not, not about gonna reading about it's about living You're it. Don't let it get into for your brain. You have other things
3: to focus on. For weeks, like up to podcast. including this weekend, I was saying that I felt that you know once the election was called. Suddenly, it felt like the wind was out of the the sails, and it seemed absurd that they were going to fight to to keep the White House. But this, and I still think that's the case, and that Joe Biden will be inaugurated in January. But this slow moving coup, whoever's interest it serves, is so you know it's a continuation of the existential fear that I think we all felt. But Kate makes a good
2: point, and this is why it's applicable for us to be talking about this on the podcast. I want to just... I just want (laughs) to sit everybody (laughs) down. I want to sit everybody down who's like, why are we doing this? Why are we talking about this on this podcast? Because... This isn't just a life moment. This is it's it's also about how we engage with it. It's it's not just hearing the news the next day. It's about what are you watching? What are you tuning into? How are you processing this? I think it's valid to talk about on a podcast that concentrates on on movies and television and the things that we watch. Uh, this was something that the whole world was watching was was refreshing home pages over and over again. This was and it's an experience you choose to have. And Katie, I don't know if I totally agree with you that right now watching the forces that be try to undermine this process and undermine democracy. I don't know if that's something I'm choosing to watch
3: and choosing to engage with. Um, I just, I just we're am, seeing people in the highest echelons thinking. of power in America try to rip our democracy apart at the seams after losing the biggest election. In but is it of something that we're tuning into? Is it something numbers? we choose to watch? And no, this is you know click into the for, drama. Is it? Is this reality? For the next seventy two days, to watch the election. For the next seventy two days. This is being forced upon us. It is a violation of our existence, our rights, our uh, constitution. Uh, but it is being invaded is an invasive. But it's free, just like Pluto TV. Us. I just want to throw that in. Um, <laughs> and it's exactly what they want. I mean, which I hate because they want to—they want to. They want to unsettle us like this. They want to. I would to...
1: so much rather you start thinking about Rafael Warnock and John Ossoff. And I also have mixed feelings about getting them all together. I can do both those
3: things. But that,
1: that's part your of attention it. is what they want. Your attention is the victory. They know they're not going to win in court. They want the conversation to be about whether or not the election was valid. And you pushing back against it on Twitter. None of us are empowered to stop whatever it is that they're doing. We used our power already. And right now we have the power of our attention, which I don't think they deserve.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I certainly don't agree with you. you. I just certainly don't disagree with you. About that. I just, um, but you know, I think, I think I, it is not within my power or my personality for better and often for worse to tune out the uh, people, the president of the United States and his cronies, trying to invalidate the results of the American presidential election. It's just like it's not something that I could put on the back burner. I can, at the same time, focus my energies and my monies towards uh, whatever Stacey Abrams is trying to do to stack the vote for the David is a lifelong
2: Apprentice fan. He wasn't going to skip the finale of Celebrity Apprentice, and he certainly wasn't going to skip this finale as it uh, plays out, you know. Hmm. Oh, None of that.
1: Is I'm true. just so, so uh, <laughs> ready to stop giving them my oh, attention, you, and I am. I'm trying to start now. Um, I think that's and- great. I
3: think that's enviable. It's just not as easy, and as uh, you know, the, the, as you say. And I, I still also don't think that you know when Trump is running Trump TV and he's broadcasting out of a bunker in Mar-a-Lago in you know, the end of January. Then yes, I will be opting in or not. To uh, whatever. It will probably be on Pluto TV. Me. That, that's true. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think Pluto but, TV does have
2: O A N N or whatever it's called.
1: Now so, Pluto TV turns evil.
2: I know. So fast. That is a bit of a. Or maybe that's 2 <laughs> TV because 2 TV is now owned by Murdoch oh. and the Fox. <laughs> oh, no, Tubi TV. So anyway. Maybe I'm, I got to throw dirt at 2B TV.
3: Let's, let's. Patches, do you want to lead us back to uh, Tuesday night? Let's to, ooh. Ooh. in the to circle back to. Ooh, 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 ooh. Flash? Hopping Machine.
2: Uh, What happened on Tuesday night, Dave? What happened?
0: Uh, The state of Colorado (laughs) kicked Cory Gardner out of its senator seat. I will say, yeah, I went to bed
2: thinking Trump was going to win, but I was happy for Dave because Colorado seemed to pull off all sorts of things. Although New Jersey over here. Did
1: Colorado legalize? Colorado legalized something, or, or did Colorado accomplish something besides Cory Gardner? What was it, Dave?
0: Oh, we accomplished a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, we held back uh, a, an amendment that would limit uh, abortion. Um, we managed to do some sort of like tax rejiggering that's probably not interesting to a national audience. but I don't know we we turned out okay. I wasn't uh, and and luckily for uh, us, especially in terms of that Senate seat in uh, the overwhelming blue wave numbers that I was hoping for at least came for me in one race <clears throat> and that was uh there even though i'm not a big fan of hickenlooper but like not a not a thing for now that's uh future future Hick and Looper's problem uh, how are your
1: feelings wait who do you like better hickenlooper or biden
0: who do i like better
1: yeah like who, which one i mean like we talked about the primaries at some point i'm sure like joe biden would not have been your first choice but do you do you align more with hickenlooper than biden
2: yeah
1: I don't really know much about him. I need you to tell me what to. That's think like about. He's like
2: an Oscar frontrunner, you
1: know? Who George, is the John most, Hickenlooper, George Hickenlooper. What's his name? I mean,
0: I would, I would uh, just watch him in terms of Colorado produces uh, some Democrats that are capable of being super powerful, or in the case of like our governor, like uh, sort of gay progressive leading person, but also they're overwhelmingly from money or have mm. lots of money so if you want to look in towards uh maybe policies that i would have more to disagree with him in the senate i would be watching uh what he thinks is deserving of money and what he thinks isn't but we're gonna you know see a lot of things uh for, i think i think and to answer your question directly i'm more interested in joe biden because what i need and Looper to be as a Democratic senator and he's gonna be that regardless.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. What did Good you answer. uh
2: what did you do on election night, Dave? Did you watch election results? I'm most interested in actually what we all watched
3: throughout this week in the uh, specific. A- and if so, night. how did you watch them on what platform or channel?
1: On which Pluto TV mm-hmm. channel. <laughs> election night it
0: was almost exclusively on Twitter. I would check back um, just around like when polls would close, but I tried not to do any prognosticating because we had been told leading up to the election that we wouldn't know the full results and that you know to kind of expect that a lot of uh, Trump supporters would vote Isn't it in person on the how, day
3: uh, on mass, if not individually. We forgot that. Uh, oh yeah. Like for months that was the messaging. It was clear as day. The logic wasn't particularly hard to follow. And then, you know, owing to human nature, as soon as the results started coming in, all of that seemed to go out the window. Um and and I, mean, that's I the, think the you know, because the narrative media, was led though, that way. Yeah. It's social media, well, I think it's, but, it's also it was, the cable news networks because they yeah are ginning up and i'm not putting any blame on the feet of a uh, steve kornacki mind mm-hmm. you but i think that like the the constant need for tension i remember being really the new york times irritated does the same
2: thing it's every platform now every okay, platform needle. is like 24-hour news twitter yeah, any is constant 24 like news everything refreshing on the new york times as they're like slowly drip drip
3: drip updating but i remember like, being really stuff. irritated at uh rachel Maddow on tuesday night just because and i and i i Probably we would have felt this, but obviously to a much lesser degree if we were winning by large margins on Tuesday night. Uh, but, you know, the fun that she seemed to be having with all of this, the suspense, the giddy smiles, like she was, uh, I don't know, waiting for <laughs> the premiere of she an exciting comic con, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just not, it, it it's so like she saw the first trailer for Green Lantern. Right,
4: exactly. Uh, Where were you when you first saw the tweet? It just so
3: doesn't jive with what's at stake uh, in in these elections. And also, I think just what most Americans were feeling who were not in her tax bracket. And uh, I found it really, really off-putting. But I went to bed Tuesday night. The last thing I tweeted Tuesday night was that Joe Biden was going to win the election because I felt then, you know, as nervous as I was that the writing was on the wall. Um, But I was heated Tuesday night. Um, I was very scared. Did you even watch even anything? So, I, I, you
1: watched Rachel Maddow and got mad at her. Yeah, I mean,
3: unfortunately, mad it, at, mad down. It, this goes back to the earlier part of this conversation where, um, and this was a, a fight that Elisa and I had on Tuesday night. Like, I am just powerless. It's my personality. It's the way that I deal with anxiety to look away Um, And the worst, of course, is when you are powerless. You know, it's it's the same chemicals in your brain that are firing when you're watching your sports team lose, even though the stakes are much higher here. It's not much you can do at this point to affect the outcome. But you know, some people can look away and hope for the best and check the scores. Joanna went to the drive-in movie, I believe. Uh, Joanna Um, was the
1: only smart person we know. Yeah, and
3: it turned out being a great call.
0: I don't know. Well, but then she then she shifted to a period where she didn't sleep normal hours. So I think mm-hmm. we all
1: she watched we, everything Steve Kornacki did for the following. Four we days. all
0: handled Tuesday in our certain ways. But but I think like... also there was a there was a degradation between Tuesday and Saturday, <laughs> just in terms of being able to keep certain things. Like things got weird over here. My body kind of rebelled against me. I woke up with a whole bunch of cr- cramps. Java started watching like Star Wars movies and Marvel movies and like Community. Like, the household got weird and sort of, like, flipped and bizarre in that been, like, a stretch between Tuesdays. Where you and, switch like... bodies? Pretty much. <laughs> Basically, because usually she's the person who's, like, slightly more updated to, like, the moment-to-moment political happenings, like, in our city or around the world, what have you. Uh, but this time, it just sort of seemed like she's like, "Up, oh, this is gonna, you know, play out." And I was like, "Oh man, I wonder if we could figure out what counties are going to swing, and do we know anything about the electorate yet?" And, I, I do oh, want to. Hey, we're, for we're a all going to talk I, about Latinos for a little <laughs> bit. Let's maybe I should oh, get
1: boy. in there. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I. Sorry. No. Oh, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Review. I did much more of what Java did where I had been very engaged basically up until they started calling Florida on election night and then said, I got to go. Yeah. Uh, I kind of dealt with it the same way I do with like money stress where if I like, just don't look at my bank account, I don't think about <laughs> it. Like I just didn't look at, you know, like. Wait, that's my strategy
3: for money, money. too, but not for <laughs> elections.
1: It's very helpful. Um, yeah. I spent like, I think Wednesday and Thursday really consuming as little news as I could, which was like not, not you consuming hashtag news. Resisted I kinda, like, was scroll. I was, to some did, extent did mean, you I was have like, a sense of how, how things do.
3: were going in the abstract? Yeah, by the
1: time I went to bed, when I went to bed on Tuesday night, like they had just called Arizona and I was like, okay. And I, there were enough people on Twitter being like, we all knew it was going to take a long time. But the polling mistakes really bugged me. And I really just thought about how much time I spent like reading all those fucking Pop polls, off. even though I said it going to they are still Uh, they are still calling arizona in the process of calling arizona as we record this and like and the 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 county the votes part like you know dave wasserman tweeting about like the county by county results doesn't bug me as much as all the fucking polls that i read that were so wrong and i think at this point we know that polling doesn't work because people don't pick up their phones and they're not getting a representative enough sample well it doesn't i don't know (laughs) how you fix polls i don't know how you do it but it is and like polls are important People who run campaigns need them, they need to figure out how to fix it. But I as a person who was interested needs to stop reading them. It's just not worth it. What's interesting is that
3: the the needles, which are a source of great consternation uh, for a lot of people. But the needles are actually the needles are Kind of brilliant. Like, you know, they are designed to induce mass anxiety. But the needle in Georgia, for example, it's smarter than any of the pundits or the pollsters because it's just feeding on all this data that it knows more than Nate Cohn, you know, who's running the needles for the New York Times. It knows more than he does, and will be the first to admit that the needle But it also
1: didn't, like it kept being wrong. The needle the needle in
3: Georgia was as straight as a North Star and, and pointed out exactly. No, I,
1: the needle in Georgia was right, but the needle in North Carolina was really wrong. And I think the needle, in, like, I just, I think they, like, it was all well, based the on, North on like, the North Carolina over for the Katie Because the pools are wrong. Yeah, exactly. What about yeah, well, the needle like, in
2: Westeros, Yeah,
0: um. Uh. uh the, the, the after Daenerys burned down King's Landing, people. Oh okay. Uh, so,
1: people so, thought that she would lose because of her poor response to burning down King's Landing, but weirdly enough, the power of her personality <laughs> got her. Alive. Uh, you,
0: you, you're, you'd be surprised what people forgive when your other option is Jon Snow.
3: <laughs> um, but Tuesday, I mean, Tuesday was. It also felt like four years of of just the intensity of everything that was happening came to a head um and uh, it was it was pretty harrowing um but did you all
1: feel like you did in 2016 even like knowing on some level like david did and i, and nope. I did at least that like it was probably going to be okay you didn't feel like you did in 2016
2: not at all not even close what did you
1: but you thought trump was going to win so what did you feel like
2: i just went into the whole thing feeling like trump was going to win and i went to sleep when like it continues It was like, I'm so
0: right right now. No, I mean, 2016 was a completely different feeling. We've talked about
2: this. I'm sure we talked about it after the election. But, like, my God, I'd never felt worse than 2016 when I thought everything was going to be fine. And then everything was the opposite of fine. It was just a catastrophic moment. And this was, uh, I just, I planned for the worst. I just, this whole time, I believed that the polls were wrong. And the whole time, I believed that we were going... The People were calling for blue waves and stuff. And I'm like, there's just no way. I can't believe that I, at any point. I have to Patches, live in the moment. Patches,
3: do you think that you're... Are you... A per, are you... A, tend to be a pessimistic person? I don't think apart I'm... Apart from uh, politics. And it's not really a judgment. I, would, I don't think it's, I, it's the same as Sinem. I'm anxious.
0: I feel like you've known him long enough you could give a shot at describing it. I don't think Patches is pessimistic.
3: But I mean, Mad I don't patches? think it squares. I don't think it's always easy to tell because, like, I would think that if you were just listening to this podcast and only knew me from here, you might think that I would trend in that direction. But I find myself irrationally optimistic. Like, I have a failure of imagination to imagine yeah. that there isn't at least a chance for goodness to prevail. You know, whether it's something as as consequential as this selection or, uh you know, me scratching a scratch off ticket or watching a Ranger game when they're down <laughs> by four goals, you know, like there's always a part of my brain that's like, but what if, Um and, and not fully giving into the, uh, and there's the overactive mm. imagination on the darker side, of course, you know, when I'm, when I'm, I have a fear of flying and I'm always imagining the one in a million chance of that, you know, it goes both ways, but I think, you know, the, it, it is hardwired in my brain that, I can't deny that smidgen of hope.
0: I mean, I I don't think there's, like... I know what you're saying in the sense that in, like, any Gchat that would uh, listen to me, like, two weeks ago, I was throwing around the, like, listen, don't get your hopes up. They're going to steal this election. They're going to go to the courts. Here's how. Like, unless we get an overwhelming blue wave, this is what's going to happen. And it sort of went that way. And I don't think I was able to really sort of start, like, letting go and feeling, like, better about it until it was, like, Thursday night, Trump goes up and makes his speech full of lies and networks start cutting away. And I'm like, even if you're a Republican who knows your marching orders to, like, pull off this coup that makes you look like an idiot. And <laughs> mm-hmm. e- every time they try to pull off this coup and they pull up Four Seasons Total Landscaping, it 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 makes people who support them look like an idiot. So now I'll tell you e- what,
2: that was really fucking funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. As a Pennsylvania
1: the- native, Patches, have you been to Four Seasons no. Total Landscaping? No!
3: Wait, <laughs> <No. laughs> hold on. Let's, if let's, let's everyone's been to Four Seasons, seasons Total Landscaping. We, we all go there. The four a, Seasons it's a, it's a Landscape right. is a Saturday morning uh, event we will get there in due time, yeah. but let's... <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah We don't want to spoil day. the outcome. I,
0: it's, it's, it's. it's um, there's still, you know, a way for this like coup to happen. It just becomes less likely as I watch them like even mess that up. Because yeah. if it was, if the entire Republican Party lockstep like they do occasionally on some things behind Trump on this vote is fraudulent then, you know, they would have stopped counting in places and blah, blah, blah. But he went out there and made it supporting him look kind of crazy. And there are certain Republican senators that, you know, don't mind being a bootlicker when there's somebody in power, but can see the writing on the wall. And they're not going to support somebody if it's going to make them look that crazy. So that's when I started to like see some light is like Thursday night speech just being like this is much worse this isn't like the first salvo in the battle that's going to end with us with a stolen election this is like flailing of a drowning man this mm-hmm. is what trump
1: has been the whole time he didn't like emerge as a master election stealer I, I
0: mean if he didn't if he didn't make any speeches this entire if he was just you know like making his weird ass tweets and there was no uh four seasons total landscaping snafu if it, the first thing we heard from republicans was Mitch McConnell today being what he said today on Monday uh, you know, which is like the Trump has like legal actions, then we all of this would still be in play. I'd be saying it's too early to celebrate. We need to be watching all of this. Hmm. But the truth is, they've gone about it so stupidly. And mm-hmm. the lawyers they chose to file lawsuits were not the good lawyers. Like, I don't. Well, the, I the, don't the guy understand. who they
3: picked to uh, lead their supposed legal battle now has COVID. So. Uh, everything's well, going well. Dave, Dave, Dave. Dave I Dave really me, love
2: watching people reap what they sow. David's making me more optimistic, I suppose. But I, I'm thinking a lot about your question, David. If I'm if I feel naturally pessimistic, and I don't think I feel pessimistic. I just resist kind of optimism. I re- I resist sure, either of those. That's a different. I, 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 I think that's called pessimism. No, it's not it's called no, pessimism. I don't I'm it it trying to I'm trying to find this means. middle Somebody ground. I'm trying is. to find this like natural skepticism and this and this mo- like living Who in the moment. Like let's wait to see. Like
3: we've been conditioned to think that optimism is foolish over the last four years at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's totally understandable. Uh, I'm also, you know, anger has been a constant over these last four years and in some ways before that as well, but it's been taken on a new complexion over the last four years and it now has another dimension added to it all over again. I'm looking right now at the, you know, not just my, my rage at the, Never before as brazen hypocrisy that we are seeing from the flailing Republican Party right now. And, you know, it is all about satisfying Trump's ego and allowing him to uh, leave the office without admitting defeat, but... Um, the scale of which well, happening is worrying, but also keeping, like,
0: keeping the, the fight forefront for the uh, sure. runoff elections. And so, although, about although I don't
3: know if that's great, I mean, we'll see how that turns out. But the messaging to me, where it's just like, do you want to keep these people who are clearly stealing the election uh, in power, or do you want to vote or for Or do women? you want to some convince some your supporters
1: that the election is rigged? But and so, this is this
3: is this, this is a man. Sunday conversation. I do want to say, just to finish my thought, that, um, Currently, daily new cases of coronavirus are going up thirty-five to forty percent per week and accelerating. And we are soon going to be reaching a place where we have two hundred thousand new cases on a good day. And deaths are going to be skyrocketing. And the president and his entire administration are not just failing to minimize this and to handle it; they are literally doing nothing. Mike Pence is going on vacation. Trump is—I mean, Trump was uselessly separate anyway, making it worse. But like. But no, but it feels. I mean, it feels already as if in the 36 hours since it was declared that Biden won, that he has done more than Trump did in the entirety of the nine months that he had. Well, but so this is. It's this like, is, wouldn't it be helpful if we could just inaugurate him today? Because we are too. about to see a brutal fucking winter.
2: I want to. I want to uh. chime in here and say, you know, this idea of pessimism or optimism—it was kind of a non-factor for me on election night. Um, election night, I experienced a feeling. That I don't see, you know, we talk about movies and TV on this podcast. I don't I don't have this feeling watching things very often, which is just profound disappointment. And mm-hmm. this feeling that somebody, one of my friends texted me the morning after election night as things were still in flux to just be like, I don't get it. Like, th- this guy's a moral failure and he's going to he's gotten so many votes he's gotten he's won many states like what's going on and all i could tell him was like this is this is it like people like him right this is is not who we are you can't you couldn't campaign you couldn't campaign against trump you couldn't try and convince people to not vote for trump and in fact in the end i mean biden will have had more votes than any presidential candidate in history and then trump will also have had more pre- more votes than any presidential candidate has in trump history. gotten more
1: votes than hillary clinton already i believe so i believe That's
3: he's that. number two oh, yeah. now on this list and
2: he does well, i think that I mean, really sank in for me yeah I, I think i was that gonna say he's like biden is,
3: is winning by a margin that we haven't seen since fdr but uh simply because the of the vote, yeah. ex, right because of the extreme turnout which uh you Know you can one extreme. could argue, is, extreme. Yeah, yeah. Extreme. turn down. extreme. I, turn I am down. not one of those people to say, you know, no matter who you voted for, it's just cool that you voted, no. <laughs> but uh, it, it is uh, you know, it's it's something anyway that 150 million people voted, but, uh, yeah, but that's
2: the thing, like, people like. Him and people, and, and I've been meditating on that, just like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And, and do I feel optimistic or pessimistic? Do I feel optimistic that Biden is a president, maybe things can get a little better? Or pessimistic, it's just everything's a failure. I, I, I don't feel either way. I just feel like, and this goes back to the episode that we recorded right before the election, which I think will hold, I think it holds up. I'd have to go back and listen, but I, I really yeah, no, think listen. that we didn't say anything that was too egregious. That I think it could hold up if you didn't listen. We're pretty scared, uh, so
0: smartest Airbud thinking on the internet. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah,
2: we had that whole buddy's digression, but you know, we talked then about like educating people being the issue of of the times, and I and I really do believe that we're just living in such a selfish nation. People, if uh, Trump activates selfishness in this world, and of course. Millions and millions and millions of people are going to vote for him because people and and good people too. I, I I will say this: like there are people out here who are are good people who are selfish because they have to be. They have to think about how they're going to pay their bills every day, and they have to f- feel like someone is looking out for them. Like the all message is is important, but like individuals were spoken to by Trump who want their lives figured out and taking care for them and that's why people vote for him and i get it and it's just profoundly disappointing that the moral failure of this individual uh could not convince people to go the other way just it was just i i i've never felt anything quite like this election cycle totally different than the 2016 election night uh which you know Katie and I will treasure the texts that we had that night where we were just I like, still what feel the bad fuck? about it. You, yeah. <laughs> Katie was, was like, It's like, going to be fine. fine. <laughs> don't it's going to be fine.
4: About it. Ah! Yeah, I'll never
2: forget that. But 2020 up. was different. 2020 was like, I need to go to bed because I just, how can we understand this? What does it mean for these people to have voted this way? How do we carry on? Like, I don't, it, n- the problems that we experienced in the last four years are not going away anytime soon. And, I I will be feeling them at my core for a a while. Um, And it's not optimism or pessimism. It's
3: just like, I don't understand what we can do right now. I think I feel a little... Well, go
1: ahead, David.
3: I was going to say, I I think um, everything Patrick said is right. And obviously installing Biden into office is not going to magically solve the problems that were created over the last four years and certainly not the problems that already existed before that and were made worse over the last four years. But... uh, you know, it's, it is sort of amazing how radically watching the speeches on Saturday night and Saturday, we'll get there, was just like such a euphoric day, how radically different I felt about the complexion of our immediate future. Um, you know, acknowledging as we always need to with these large asterisks about the work that will be involved. It's already coming down upon us in, uh, you know, statewide in Georgia, and we all feel like we're a part of that fight, um, and financially can be, I suppose, but, uh, that it, it just things felt possible. I mean, the coronavirus thing is the most telling example where it's like just the knowledge that people are actively sitting in a room somewhere and trying to work out a national strategy to fight this is such a, um, you know, profound difference from where we've been since the pandemic began that it, it's hard not to uh, be buoyed by that. But I think for me, it's just I. I need that process to happen in an unalloyed fashion to really be in motion and not with these spec. Like, I understand that there are that are that to cause all sorts of headaches once that administration begins. But right now, they are trying to take as much advantage as they can of the anxiety of this limbo and whatever uncertainty they're, they're manufacturing for us in a process that is typically pretty certain. And uh, I would like this phase of it to be over. Thank you.
1: I feel like I'm going to come across like the uh, go reach out to your Trump supporter friends and apologize to them person, which I am not. And I do not <laughs> think anybody should have to do anything. But I do feel just like not quite so pessimistic about the existence of so many Trump voters. Like the his power has been to make himself the center of everything and has been to make supporting him or not supporting him like the, ful- the fulcrum of American life. Like it is the thing by which people define themselves maybe above anything else. And I think I have faith that with biden in office we can bring down the temperature on that a little bit that like nikki haley isn't going to inspire the same level of line drawing and tom cotton and whoever else and like i personally have not never been and will never be a republican but there are plenty of people who could go either way like my parents are both been democrats forever but would vote for republicans once in a while what if um, you saw like,
3: a very very convincing dinesh d'souza documentary
1: I mean, I've never seen one, but maybe the time has come. Um, I don't know. I just think there are people who voted for Trump because they thought about, thought he was the person for the economy and didn't think about it beyond that. And I don't, like, that doesn't mean to me that they, that there are 70 million diehard MAGA people out there who are going to, like, bring guns to the Capitol if you try to take them away. Like, I think people are more complicated than that. Like, the people who I know who voted for Trump are a lot more complicated than that. Like, I don't have... People like Patch's infamous uncles who like to pick fights on Facebook. Like a lot of people who voted for Trump for like their own complicated and like I disagree with reasons, but those people are they're reachable. It's not all it's not all lost.
2: Yeah, they are reachable, but I actually don't think they're being reached. I'm not saying they're the being Democrats reached
1: now. Na- well, the, I mean, the, we had this conversation. Maybe we're getting into I just
2: Wednesday made Dave I just made Dave snicker. <laughs> Maybe we're
1: getting into Wednesday conversations too, but like I my, my concern about what the Democrats who they can reach and who both in terms of, like, young progressives and in terms of the, like, rural Republicans who might be reachable. I, I worry about the structure of party politics being able to get around that. But also, this isn't my job. It's none of our jobs. So who are we to try That's to do right. this? Let
4: <laughs> well, no. AOC
1: do it.
2: It just makes me mad. Like, the other reason, I mean, there's a million reasons to get mad at Trump, but to to get mad at the the system that allows him to fester I just feel like he's infiltrated all of our places. Like, yeah, he's in, he's in the get house. Get
1: them and get our lives back. Get your brain space back. But, but yeah,
2: there, this our, is, our places mean, so are like of television and movies is... and social media and things that we're supposed to like have and use for these other types of conversations. We have it's all been poisoned. I guess this podcast has. To be, but... <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but it's Flush
1: like the it's, poison.
3: <laughs> it's an accurate reflection of our where our headspaces are. I mean, it so is. much of what I regret about the Trump era is the time that we won't get back thinking about other things and you know it's exactly what we were talking about earlier in this podcast and i again don't disagree with any of katie's analysis about trying to flush this out of our heads but if only if, you know if only what is the line uh would that it's were so, um, so, so simple you know it, it, it isn't but i think uh, all of the monday morning quarterbacking about what the democrats need to do going forward is something that i'm less interested in than fixing the mess that's in front of us in the very immediate future, yes. um, and setting the setting the stage to have it to be in a place where we can that's be fair, mad at Biden. What the Republicans like that's what that. I'm excited they, for. They always is to be in a place where, is, where I can where I can you know be critical of Biden's administration. <laughs> yeah. like, that's right where for... I want to be right now. Um, <laughs> well, <the> Republicans but, <laughs> are also excited for that. So, only... uh, sure, well, are they? They would rather prevent Biden's administration, which is what I am worried about. Uh, but we will get there. But let's let's go back to the election. Uh, Tuesday night. Have we ever
1: can left? Can we can, we, can, can we move on to to, the, to Wednesday and Thursday and Friday? Yeah, what please. was
2: Wednesday like for you? If, if you were my wife, you were just constantly refreshing the New York Times homepage, and I don't think she would uh, be upset for me saying that.
3: A lot, a lot of people were. So many. I'm sure they had wonderful the traffic numbers.
1: Yeah, I was not. As I said, I uh, I tuned out of it entirely. Although I will. I guess this is going to sound like a bragging on myself. I did as part of my despair about North Carolina because, you know, I put in various amounts of legwork to try to float North Carolina. It does not appear to have worked. Our fucking idiot uh, Senate candidate who got into the sexting trouble appears to have lost. And honestly, like, I can't wait to run somebody better in 2022. Uh, but anyway, I was just feeling down about having able to have an impact on the place I live. So I signed up for my first meals on wheel shift in a while and I did it today. And you know what? Felt great. Recommend everybody do a physical thing. <laughs> uh, with all of this pent up. Help your neighborhood. Help your
2: community.
3: Do things yeah, like that. You
1: could be like me and accidentally go inside the wrong apartment. Um, So really oh have boy. like a comedy oh, wow. of errors to start your week.
3: But even though North Carolina didn't flip, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, from what I gather, the experience you had was encouraging in a way that you will, it will only serve to motivate you even further. Come Oh, yeah.
1: I'm so glad I did it.
3: Whereas if we had lost this election in Toto You know, and and on the presidential level, uh, I think it would have been almost impossible to convince people that marshalling their energy against the system was worth it. Hmm. And so even though problems are obviously going to persist, persist at a demographic and local level going forward, I think the victories we do have will serve to fuel the victories we need to achieve from here.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing that I just learned personally is that I can do it, that I can like make the time it is possible for me in my somewhat busy life. And therefore hopefully other people can figure the same thing out.
3: You um, have two I mean, children. It's a very busy life.
1: One of them went so canvassing with me. So that's why I posted him on Instagram on Saturday saying I did it because Sam, he got Joe Biden elected. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> uh, anyway, Patches, what did you do on
2: Wednesday? Did you also refresh? Oh, the ho- well, Wednesday, homepage? Wednesday was a tough night in my house. Um, we watched the hunt for Red October. Now this movie is not good. And it's not it's, it's not good. It's, it's not, not good. good. And I, I I need to preface this by saying like I thought it would be, and I went in kind of excited to watch it again. I swear I had seen it, but maybe I had mixed memories of like watching it half on cable or watching Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Or wow. I I was shocked. John McTiernan coming off like uh Predator Die Hard this guy's at the top of his game 1990 a Tom Clancy m- movie with Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery Jack Ryan in the house in the sub this should this should be a grand slam this movie is boring as hell
3: i couldn't it's believe so it it's so boring like, Nothing I mean, happens. crimson tide crimson tide rocks this movie completely it, like capsizes it it's so much better uh, it it's just a really stiff movie. There's and not there's a lot is- of
2: like action or suspense. The plot yeah. is pretty indecipherable. There's no ticking clock.
3: Uh, we just watched Connery ends up being a good and guy. we just watched these two movies in subsequent weeks because uh, we've been watching trashy movies every. or not trashy, but like you know, a lot of trash. I wouldn't put this movie in that category, even though it's not good, but it's of a, a higher of pedigree. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it. I. It's just no pulse to it whatsoever
2: jean DeBont shot it looks nice but they can't even make like being on the sub intense i, I just thought mc would have an eye for action and they don't even get real i think there's like one boat versus boat moment it's it's not that kind of movie it's really alec baldwin sitting in a room and being like you know what i bet he's going to get his crew off the boat by faking a nuclear reaction and <laughs> radioactive they'll have to get off the boat and then the next scene is like that his explanation come to life, but we already know what's going on. I don't get it.
3: I did like the logistics of moving Alec Baldwin from submarine to submarine, but... Him off, right. off the, so, patches, you... is
1: this why it was a rough night in your house? Because you watched the wrong movie?
3: Oh yeah, and also we
2: were scrolling on the uh, election, yes. period, <laughs> trying to wait for Arizona to report, and no one reported. That's a thing. Like everyone's like, the numbers will come in, but everyone's also saying, of course they're not going to come in. Like we're not going to be done this. For there was a, there was a
1: lot. There was a lot of like, no, no, no. If you just hang on Twitter a couple more hours, it's going to come in. And David, you That's said this on Thursday night, and like that was. I feel like that was never the right choice because when it finally ended, it was like everyone had like finally gone and done something else. For did <laughs>
2: anything happen between Wednesday,
3: Thursday, and no? Once he Friday? got to 253 electoral votes, we sat there for a very long time as Maricopa County reported in batches, and uh, votes began trickling in from Allegheny County in Pennsylvania and so forth. Have they called um,
1: Arizona? Fox no, News had, had, and no I one mean, else had. Oh, have eight, they? Have they, they now?
3: As of now, no. Uh, I mean, technically, no. As far as I know. Um, um i mean it's, and yeah
1: friday morning was when pennsylvania and georgia in short order uh biden took the lead and that was when it felt like things but then nothing happened after that for like 48 hours 24 more hours there, there
3: was on friday i think a you know i woke up thursday morning hoping to roll out of bed you know look at the new york times app and see some good news and then on friday morning i had the exact and it started to feel like round hug day and people made memes <laughs> to that effect but uh You know, the further on, I mean, I think by Friday I knew, you know, I was 99% certain that this was going to break in our favor. um, And then it was really just, but I needed that release. I mean, I still felt even, again, the the logic of it all does not necessarily square with the anxiety that comes with so many of these experiences um, and continues to persist, even though logically I know when we won the election and uh, I you know, Friday was was another tense time. But if we want to cut ahead to Saturday morning and yada yada what Dave yada, Dave, over do? I haven't bits. gotten
0: Dave's
2: TikTok here.
0: About what 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 day are we on now?
2: Wednesday, Thursday, that limbo period.
3: Dave, did you watch any Steve Kornacki?
0: No, yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat>
2: Thursday, my body uh, froze up. I
0: literally spent all day like stretching, drinking water, doing like thirty minutes of work, like hunched over stretching drinking water so that was nice in a way of you, made just that like, sound,
1: you actually made that sound really great just oh yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean if, 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 it,
0: if it wasn't for the pain through all of it it was exactly <laughs> because it ended up being exactly the right thing to do uh i um friday i just woke up like feeling better and like katie said the numbers were starting to look more like what people predicted the numbers uh, are good turns yeah. out
3: hurley had it wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, We'll we'll see what the final numbers are. If they end up being the lost numbers exactly, then I'm saying doom and gloom for the entire mm, Biden presidency. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. It it Friday felt better, but also like that Groundhog Day feeling. I just sort of decided to commit to that. So I don't even think I set an alarm on Saturday, and then it was like text messages that woke me up. But. I discovered that um I liked watching uh YouTube videos of people making shelters. Uh, I watched some like in the woods. sometimes in the woods, uh, like in complete like mini log cabins. Uh, sometimes it would be like uh, some guys from the Philippines who would like dig an entire like underwater room and pool. Uh, With, like, sticks and hard clay and then, like, pipe bamboo from the river to, like, fill the little pool. Whoa. And wow. then, you know, they're, like, these 15 to 20-minute time-lapse videos, usually. It's not, like, an instruction on how to do it, but it's, like, you know, various woodway- woodworking, like, building skills that are just on a time-lapse. And I ended up finding those uh really comforting, which led me to some more different types of woodworking, like, uh, spinning uh where you put you know in the little thing that spins it uh, really fast um so you could carve by just placing different tools on it and it'll sort of spin around so you could uh
2: I watched it's a clay guy or something
0: yeah yeah except it's wood so i watched a guy carve like a wedding goblet uh with some attached wooden ho- uh rings goblet. that were that were on the the stem the entire time and i watched somebody turn like a eight ball into a skull shaped uh capper for their gear shift you know just like little people simple people working with their hands
3: amazing the things you can do with cocaine dave Dave, did did you uh
1: uh, put everyone else's to shame what a great
3: (laughs) dave did you or or open question to anyone did any of you guys eat any special meals i would imagine you know most likely on tuesday night that ended up maybe having to sit in your refrigerator for a couple days but uh, i made I made the New York meals. Times
1: election cake uh <laughs> which is a recipe if you google in their like cooking section it is like uh i'm gonna look uh look up the history for it it's like a very old like and kind of old what's fat- in it uh raisins and walnuts and then kind of like standard like pumpkin bready stuff except without the pumpkin oh. like milk and flour and a- eggs and sugar Things uh that it's it's uh in May 1771, Ezekiel Williams submitted a bill to the Connecticut General Assembly for the cost of making cake for the election.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, every
1: woman has her own recipe, but election cake is a specific type, a Connecticut Historical Society researcher told the New York Times in 1983. It was generally a cake, which day. was added spices and fruit, such as raisins and citron, and sometimes wine and brandy. Uh, it was pretty good. It was like, you know, kind of like holiday bready, and so we had that. Uh, I don't know. It was sustained us, and then we had a lot of donuts. I kind of felt really <laughs> crappy by the end of, like, by Friday. I was like, I gotta eat vegetable. Like, I can't do this
4: anymore. <laughs> I can't I mean, it was I like America keep being, to being nice to myself
1: <laughs>
0: by like letting myself be like, oh no, I could eat junk food. It's fine. Everybody's I had Taco under Bell election delivered
2: stress. on election day. Ooh, so cool. did you, really? did you did. get? Did you get a Mexican pizza? Or the still super, not making the suburbs are awesome. No, I, I get the. Um, oh, now I'm gonna forget. Crunchwrap. The Crunchwrap Supreme, of course. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good choice. Except yeah, I yeah. ordered a Mountain Dew and they sent a Baja Blast. What the hell? <gasps> no, is that's a great. crime that was committed that? on Election Day. Maybe we'll find out soon. But first of all, Baja, <laughs> Baja do, do Blast I is ask better.
0: what a Baja Second, Blast is? Yeah, it's a specific flavor that only Taco Bells have of Mountain Dew flavor. It's oh like a very slider. light lighter. Yeah, it's like a, light like a bad blue, idea.
2: slider fruitier. Anyway, it looks they're discontinuing like, uh, it. Mini golf course water.
0: It's like my favorite type of Mountain Dew, and they're discontinuing it, and I'm very mad at Taco Bell. Dave, Bio. are you drinking
2: Mountain Dew right now? Yeah, I was. Hell yeah! Wow, Hell yeah. I haven't and had a
0: Mountain a little, Dew
3: in over twenty years. It's Ambrosia.
0: A little, actually. That's I did have like reliably a soda each afternoon last week, or pop, depending on where you're listening to this. And can I tell
3: you when I was when I was a in high school? I was in South Carolina and mm. I went to a bar called Sharky's, not a bar, oh. like a restaurant or whatever it was, and I had a Coca-Cola, which I used to drink you know, several of it on a given day. And it was out of the fountain and it was so watered down. It was really just water and syrup uh, and it tasted like that. And I told myself that I would never have a coca Coke- like beverage ever again, any sort of carbonated sugar drink and i never have wow uh, and i lost I like 15 pounds that year as a adult that just uh wow it's good to I mean, out there i didn't have to do you. anything else <laughs> it's great oh yeah there's so many vices i have that i can't quit and i think so much of uh of my happiness is finding the ones that i can
0: <laughs> anyway my yeah probably soda is the the uh, I don't know. Most out of the normal thing, but yeah, I don't think I
2: did anything weird in terms of eating or I felt special. Out until Saturday, and then everyone started on, screaming on my block.
1: Yeah, like, are, we, are we getting? To, are we getting to Saturday We're now? Saturday
0: yeah. has happened. Okay, Saturday, so when the
2: skies opened, the seventy-five degree November day on the northeast coast—totally normal and fine. Uh, apparently,
3: fine. beautiful in LA too. A lot of reports of the smog lifting and the weather being Is the bearable. Brighter the <laughs> sure, <laughs> LA
4: had
1: an actual I, rainbow at the end of the day, I believe.
3: I was watching TV with, I was you know, checking in on my daily Kornacki with Asa in the morning. And he said around 1030 that there was going to be another batch of votes from Pennsylvania at 1130. And it seemed given the margins that once Biden eclipsed 33,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania, they would be in a position where they could call the state. And so in my head, I knew for about an hour that at 1130, there was going to be a chance the election was over. And so Asa and I were glued to the television, uh, <laughs> waiting and waiting for this to happen. How does Asa uh, feel about
1: Kornacki? Is he pro khakis
3: Asa is pro pro-khaki Kornacki, but he, uh, what Asa doesn't like, it turns out, is adults shouting around him. Well. Um, and uh, so Asa's first reaction to the euphoric news that Joe Biden won this election <laughs> was to cry loudly um, because I shouted uh, and uh, I shouted to Elisa, I started you know screen tweeting ladybird gifts as I am wont to do. And uh, the, the chorus, as I tweeted, you can hear the video from outside my window, the uh, symphony in Brooklyn that broke out almost immediately and persisted, intensified over the course of the entire day and into the night. Was uh, you know it's been I saw it described on Twitter as a reverse 9/11. I think it's actually what John Oliver called it last night. And uh, th- <laughs> felt mean, it about felt like
2: the end of a war. Felt like yeah, in my neighborhood.
1: Like yeah, so what you were you're in the suburbs, Hatches. So like I, I imagine you had the experience like I did, where I was like in my house, being like, oh okay, let's celebrate. But it was silent for a while. Or did you have people like down your block cheering?
2: No, immediately. Like as soon as I found out, well, uh, my wife and kid were at the playground, so we were all going to meet at the cafe. So I grabbed my coat, and as I walked outside, people were just cheering, and cars were going by beeping. It it was really like like the end of Independence Day or something. Um, (laughs) And I actually, because I was walking a little further, I I had my Biden-Harris mask on, Mm. walking down the block, and a uh, post office guy or postman walked by me, and saw my mask he's like we won <laughs> yeah. and that was beautiful like That's I shed great. a tear it was so yeah. cool
1: yeah no I when I so I was in the car with my kids leaving like a play date and I was like talk, w- with our friends I was like leaving their yard and I was like hey it's it's over and we we're like oh and like no one really knew how, like we didn't have the immediate euphoria it was kind of like a, oh okay it's over um, and I like drove home, and then I was like trying to find like where people would be screaming, and no one was yet. And then I drove down, and like there's one neighbor standing in her front yard just screaming at the top of her lawns. I drove by <laughs> and screamed out the window at her, and I was like, Oh, this feels amazing! Now you know, I get it.
3: What's interesting is how much insight I think an experience like the one that we've had gives us, and the waiting gives us to scenarios that we see in movies. Uh, I was thinking a lot about. Deep Impact and movies like that where all of humanity is bracing for uh, a potentially cataclysmic event and holding out hope that it will be averted somehow. And... You know, you, you watch a movie like that and wonder what it would be like. You're waiting to get a call from the government to see if you can go to some underground bunker. You find out no one over 50 is going to get randomly chosen. You <laughs> wait for the blue wave to overtake you on the beach with your Maximilian <laughs> Chanel, your dad. It worked but, out
1: that uh, time for
3: the blue wave. The blue wave. wave. <laughs> well, the, the, blue, the blue wave won. <laughs> but <I knew laughs> New York – the blue wave claimed a lot of lives in New York. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but this is really – I mean I, I think – you know maybe the some of the logistics and the thinking could be different if it were an asteroid hurtling towards us but in terms of the way that our brains process these things and and the sort of collective experience of it all i i think you know we now sort of know what that's like in a way uh maybe our our parents do you know if they were alive for the cuban missile crisis um and that may have felt similar i do not know i've only seen the kevin costner movie about it but uh this this really felt like we were all alone in our houses on the internet hoping that someone went up there or all of us did our own parts individually to uh you know drop a nuke deep, deep into the asteroid and uh sacrifice robert duvall uh mm-hmm. and that's L- what we did you know.
1: we, we took all those steps
3: yeah, Ron, you know, R.I.P. Robert Duvall and Ron Eldard. But you guys died for I feel
2: like a great Armageddon cause. is the better comparison here because at least they blow up the big one and that one doesn't hit anything. Well, no, because everyone. I know. I mean, we still
1: don't have the Senate. Mitch McConnell lives. Yeah, like, I don't, uh, unfortunately,
3: a, right, well, great. like chunks
2: of the meteor oh, hit.
3: Also, uh, don't forget patches Armageddon. that uh, don't forget that psychotically at the end of uh, Armageddon, Paris <laughs> is. <laughs> absolutely wiped off the map in a way that must that's have been That's what I'm saying. Europe Armageddon is applicable
2: just, because we save a lot of people, but there's still damage done. Well, the As same is true of
3: Deep, Deep Impact. Yeah, and that's I what think happens now. Yeah, I, guess about,
1: yeah, come on. I like, think, of course, about the last Oregon shot has of Deep to rebuild Impact. DC. It's
3: just so much Right, sad. the last shot of Deep Impact where they are at the inauguration, uh, or not the inauguration, rather. I think it's just an address, but in our circumstances would be the inauguration. Of Joe Biden and the White House is under scaffolding in the back. And, you know, just to, to really hit it on the nose, as they love to do, the Trump administration put up scaffolding today uh, as part of the new wall that they are finally building, not along he the border, but around no. the White House. Um, but it did. It did. I, I think, you know, because we're all living through this and it happened like a frog boiling in water and and it. it everything we normalize everything so quickly we're such an adaptive species i think if you go back and watch the movies it's like it's like well we actually now have a basis comparison to what that experience might be like so david did you go out in the streets i did i actually i spent i I sent elisa and Asa out uh without me unfortunately because i had to finish reviewing uh the spider-man miles morales came with the playstation 5 which i can talk about now and talking about things that i did to alleviate the despair and the dread i played uh, a lot i've been reviewing the playstation 5 stuff for work and i played a lot of that um but later in the afternoon i went down onto Calb avenue here in fort green um and it was i posted a video of it um i think on twitter it's just absolutely pandemonium in a way that felt a little bit unsafe. Uh, every single person was wearing a mask, as far as I could tell. But um, I mean, it was just wall to wall, humanity partying, people screaming, you got you turned down on the quieter side streets, and people would be, you know, not high fiving you for obvious reasons, but, you know, shouting happily at you, the sight of a baby, people got a little too excited, um, <laughs> strapped to my chest. I mean, it was, you know, it, it, it reminded me of like, that week where you're a freshman in college and you're just there and all of your – well, social anxiety is ramped up in some ways. But in other ways, the expectation is that like you'll introduce yourself to everybody on the elevator because yeah. um, everyone is – that nobody knows everyone. Everyone's there to, to meet. And you know, walk around New York, even if I live in sort of a friendlier corner of it, it, it was like everyone was on the, the same side. In New York, there's really no ambiguity about it. Um, and it was – it was a party, like, you know, to use a Trumpism like nobody's ever seen before here. I mean, yeah. it was really – it felt like uh, what I would imagine, uh, you know, VJ Day did or something like that. Uh, it was crazy.
1: Felt great. Dave, what would you do?
0: Uh, I celebrated and felt good inside for a little while. And uh, uh, here at our capital, there were, you know, people all day. We have a park outside the capital. Having uh, you know dance parties and driving by and honking, and <clears throat> and then on the other side of the Capitol, uh, were you know the Trump supporters with oh boy. Uh, you know may- maybe maybe are maybe not, but um, I just thought I really all week uh, that I, although I've been you know protesting and during uh, the coronavirus. Uh, there wasn't a lot this week that was going to bring me out in the streets just because I don't think it rose to that level for me. Very jubilant, really enjoyed everybody's videos from Twitter, really enjoyed Pennsylvania dance parties, really Friday and Saturday, um, and loved seeing people get out. Just wasn't time for me to get out necessarily.
1: I do. I would highly recommend. Uh, I don't know when this will happen again, but our version of driving through the party downtown because there were no streets blocked off. So there was. And I posted this video on Twitter as well. We like we were driving to our friend's house, who are you know kind of in our pods. We could go to their house and to like have a little party there. And we're like, let's just see what's going on downtown. And we get closer. and We slowly hear a sousaphone, an entire brass <laughs> band standing on a street corner. And there were traffic was slow but moving. So we drove through it. And watched people like standing out their car, like their sunroof waving American flags, screaming. Cheering. Uh, and then we drove back home and drove back through it again. And it was like even slower. Every car that passed by like honked and screamed at you and cheered. Someone had like a cardboard cutout of Kamala Harris hanging out of their sunroof, which was weird uh, but <laughs> impressive. Um, and it was great because we felt we had the kids with us. It, it was safe, like the logistics were easier. And um, it just was such a good feeling to look other people in the eye and feel the same way as them. Even though, like, you know, Durham went, in, I think, 90% for Biden. So there was not really a doubt like around like in New York, but um the the collective catharsis of it i didn't expect somehow and i was so glad that it happened
0: i mean it was great watching because my uh balcony overlooks a light rail stop so it was great watching like masked people with biden signs just like slowly start pouring downtown and then kept going basically like all day into the night like the party didn't stop and uh, for
1: Twitter, what you were saying, Dave, like I had been really souring on Twitter and thinking about like, I'll just start, un- unfollow everybody and start over again. You'll but switch Twitter, over to
3: parlor. <laughs> Twitter on
1: Saturday was so good because it was videos of people partying. It was like gritty memes, which all of a sudden I like understood and loved. And then mm-hmm. it was the total landscaping thing starting to emerge. So just every time, like... I don't know if maybe the jokes weren't as funny as they felt, but every joke felt funnier. It was it, oh, it was quality the control
3: went Star out the War. window yeah, on this yeah. end. I was <laughs> tweeting all sorts of garbage. I didn't care.
1: Yeah. A lot of just extremely sentimental Joe Biden stuff that like in a year you'll show people and be like, I didn't say that. But uh, it was great. There was well, there was- were no
2: rules. Speaking of watching, did you watch Joe Biden and Kamala give yeah. speeches? At- yeah. It was I was D- oh. did I I was feel DMing like historic at the time to you, or did it For me it just felt like deeply <sighs> moving cuz I guess I haven't watched someone elegantly get, deliver a speech in a little it, while. That's
0: it. Is when I did catch up with a um, on YouTube catch up with both the speeches I was like remember speeches you could actually parse yeah, like, you could actually look at this guy and be like, he means what he says, or this is, like, an interesting piece of political mover- maneuvering that I don't necessarily disagree with, but it's I saw it this time. It's not just, like, a stream of content, content uh, consciousness piece of nonsense. Yeah. And it's, like, I even had trouble during George W. Bush years with his, like, being, not making good speeches. Uh, so Trump has been like a nightmare just as somebody who's like a fan of like a well-delivered political speech. Yeah. So that, that was it more than I think the message, it was just like, look, we're going to be able to watch presidential speeches again and not, you know, get absolutely zero facts.
3: I never thought I would be so fucking horny for, the most boring pedantic <laughs> political nonsense yeah i mean exactly. just the platitudes that were coming out of joe biden you know joe biden was, was shouting at his microphone i was like yes give it to me this is exactly what i want i'm bored as equality, hell equality hope faith yeah. we can do um, this together America.
1: wow so there's proud. nothing we can't 10 do. out of
0: 10 yeah. i know uh, a catholic came about an eagle
1: Actually and, I thought you know, he was
0: gonna I, sing
2: Obama style and it didn't he didn't quite go there but I I did at that point be like, Is religion good? Am I should I oh go boy. back? Should oh I find faith. This is gonna be our Soul Surfer episode all over again.
4: <laughs>
3: boy. I but, should have immediately uh, And of course that. we are likely to be liberated from soon, I hope. Fingers crossed. One of oh, the James only James evils is. on par with what the Republicans are currently doing. I'm speaking of course about Jim Carrey's Joe Biden invitation. Imita- Wait, are they going to
1: they, they, They're going to cut Jim Carrey loose.
3: They've got. I mean, this felt like a, a short-term, six-episode run, and we can all move on with our lives. But uh, I mean, even go back to Woody Harrelson, who did it so well. If you're not going to go with the main cast member, but the flip side, I one of the things, one of the many things I felt watching Kamala Harris's speech, which was you know historic and moving, and I think uh, in ways that obviously Joe Biden's was not, and I think as an orator, she is. More skilled in addition, um, and that's not to speak of his stutter, which I continue to find very inspiring, if anything else, but just, you know, uh, the, the way that she commands the stage is impressive, um, is that Maya Rudolph's impression of her is almost too good. Like, I hear <laughs> Kamala Harris speak, and I hear Maya Rudolph. Like, it's, it is the, the opposite of the June I have a,
1: I have a recommendation impression. for not doing that, which is to stop watching SNL.
3: It's not good. Well, it's not. There, good. it's it's, it's aggressively. Fun. I was a little punch drunk on for Saturday's episode. I mean, like the the cold opens have just been like risible. I mean, wait, truly can I ask you al-
2: something?
1: Well, I thought the just cold the, like, open
3: was so
2: egregious. It's, it's, yeah, just, I mean, they it's, made it, fun of their own sketch. They the joke of the sketch was spoofing. Kate McKinnon playing Hallelujah as
3: Oh, the tail end. After but they had already done the, Trump do that. the usual... Wait, they had Trump
1: play just... the piano and play Hallelujah?
3: No, he, he played no, he Macho Man, played, Man at the... But Macho he played
0: Man. the piano with the same But lighting. that yeah. joke
2: that joke is God. saying, we did something stupid, but we could laugh at ourselves. Yeah, you can't but that was do that! The... You're... At
3: what? Uh, okay. what? I, that's a what? strange yes, point Yes, they, like, they
2: can
0: do that.
3: No, you yeah, can't sorry, do that. It's You're bad, oh, but they can. Referencing themselves. Uh, well, but that was the least egregious part of that entire cold open, which like all of the cold opens they've done recently has been an incredibly like, jib-jab worthy uh, recreation <laughs> of the recent news <laughs> with like piss-poor imitations. Meanwhile, you have that guy out there who's doing these incredible stream of consciousness Trump imitations talking about Pokemon and they have to investigate Professor Oak and whatever the fuck. It's just genius. And then we go back to, you know, Alec Baldwin's leathery face. Although I did watch a Trump speech the other day and he was doing the, like, when he says the sentence and then just like has his mouth hang open for a second thing that Alec Falkland got right. But uh, it's impressive that after the openings that are that lazy and poor and, and, you know, pandering in their way, that I find the strength within me to continue watching. Uh, and got to get like to that Colin so, Joe segment. That's what you're Exactly. Going. I was just so punch drunk though that like as soon as they did the first. And I, I. Chappelle's fighting. I did not like Chappelle at all. I thought that really? his—I um, I don't think it's a great venue for these like people trying like the Bill Burr's and Dave Chappelle's coming in to rile people up. I don't think they have the, the time, the wiggle room to do it well. I think that's the most found,
0: worthwhile thing. The SNL. Has I done felt like the first season. like 15
3: yeah. seconds of Dave Chappelle's thing we was talking about his grandfather was was interesting and sobering, and the rest of it, you know, by the time he was joking about, you know, AIDS and how much money women make and, I found it immensely unamusing. That's, but, uh, that's Dave Chappelle, but man. They, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Dave Chappelle to begin with, outside of Half-Baked, which is a masterpiece. But uh, the, um, the bits themselves, I mean, like the stupid fucking Mario bit about the kid whose testicles exploded. Like, it's just I was laughing hysterically. Keenan Thompson reliably, I think, makes me laugh more than almost any human being on Earth. Like, just cutaway shots of Keenan Thompson being like, again, please do not put me after these. Like, it just kills his intonation in every bit. Slays me. He's a national treasure. And if and when he ever leaves SNL, uh, that may be he actually the thing. technically, I that.
2: thought, had left. I don't know what's nope. going on. He was supposed to make a show and actually
3: nope. leave. America needed him, and he. Yeah, America
2: him. needed key to Answered the response.
3: <laughs> he answered the call.
2: Uh, I, feel like,
1: I feel like my entire thing tonight is like, stop watching, because I mean, we'll we'll our quarter poll is next week. We'll tease movies at some point, but you know what I did on Wednesday night to call my nerves? I watched Citizen Kane. That movie has nothing to do with any of this, except there is a part where they make a fraud at polls joke. Uh it's great watching things that are not joke. to Any of this is
3: great. Wait, Katie, what? We are in the middle of recording podcast episode. I have Twitter open on just a website. Oh, I just tweeted. And I just saw you tweet about fish.
1: Yeah, I don't want you to tweet? tweet during this podcast. Oh, yeah. David does that every week.
3: Sure, but you're in the middle I of a talking speech about, about logging, logging off, off forever. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Not logging off. Fish? Not
1: watching stuff that makes you Has mad. Has Jordan
3: Hoffman when corrupted you're, when you when in the brief time he's media, talking about Aaron off,
4: Sorkin?
1: All I'm saying is that if people in Vermont were writing in votes for president and none of them wrote in Trey Anastasio, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's a
3: <laughs> uh, that, So there is <laughs> look at, fraud. Look,
0: look at how we're healing. We can joke about it.
3: <laughs> about the voter uh, fraud. Um, well, this is interesting then. I mean, let's see. We got... Uh, Cheddar Stump, I don't know if it's a person or an actual stump, got two votes. Uh, Wait, Tom where are you Brady seeing us? This is my Ven- tweet. Ven- Ven- the Vanellic state, of, the von state of
1: Vermont published all of their write-in votes for president. Uh, Bernie Sanders wow. got 619.
3: Uh, Vanellup Von Sweet, which I believe is a misspelling of Vanelope Von Sweet from, <laughs> from Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. yeah. got two votes, which makes you – I think mean, you have to assume that you – You have to go in on that someone. Lindsey Graham got more
1: it. votes than uh, what that was than Santa Claus. And one person voted for dismantle two party system. <laughs> all <laughs> of these are good.
3: So, yeah, okay, they're you all Watch good? Citizen Kane. Watch Citizen uh, Kane. Wait, I mean, we're literally going to talk about this next week. Dismantle we dismantled
0: two party system. Uh, and I
1: I mean, I watched The Crown on Friday night when I was like, I can't do it. We could talk Don't about even... that. It comes out this Sunday. I'm not going to spoil it. We'll, spoil, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, no. We won't talk, oh, about, we'll oh, talk oh, about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Wait, wait, wait. Does Doug get out okay this time? Die? Oh, hmm. well, well, actually, well, actually, I haven't gotten to that yet. This meal is the big Debicki. That's, <laughs> that's next season. <laughs>
3: Damn it. Uh, this is just Die roller skating around Bucky and Palace, and I can't wait. You just told me um, no spoilers. Oh, Lisa and I continue to watch. I mean, that was yeah, interesting. David can trailer, spoil so whatever he wants, more. but we're not allowed to spoil it. Please. Uh, we continued watching The Good Fight. And uh, I I do want to say quickly that if anyone out there is getting a PlayStation 5, it's also available for the PlayStation 4, this cool Annapurna game that I've just about finished with called The Pathless, which is sort of, if you're interested in uh, that game Journey, meld it onto sort of a Breath of the Wild type play experience uh, where you're plopped into a beautiful open world and explained absolutely nothing and have to sort of figure out what it all means and defeat the God Slayer uh it has been a transportive <laughs> use of my time it's called the pathless it should be pretty cheap relative to other video games it's the so.
0: complete liberal path you're dropped into a world you don't understand then you have to attack it to your own guy <laughs> and
3: every time they talked about uh trump's paths to 270 i would just think about the pathless and i'd be like you're the pathless now dog also oh, all right yeah, who did is, not live it, to see Alex, this great victory Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek.
1: it's been a rough yeah. week
3: now, what's interesting about. Uh, I, I tuned into uh, Jeopardy tonight to see what they would do. And uh, I had a feeling that Alex Trebek would have been working up into the very end. And Episodes sure with enough, him in it are going to premiere through, through, Christmas. through Christmas. Yeah. Through wow. Christmas. They have 35, 34 after today in the can. And I would have to imagine that Ken Jennings is going to take over at the end of that, right?
2: I asked Ken Jennings that, actually, at the beginning of the year when I interviewed him after the When Alex Trebek ad, was still alive. <laughs> when he was still alive. Well, I mean- And he they, was like, yes, Alex about Trebek, I'm coming for your seat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were already kind of grooming him for that. Now he is a part of the show. He's a consultant on this show. So oh, really? I, I, I think he'd yeah. be the perfect host, but I know not know. Oh, absolutely. um. Not not a white person or something, to, to host I think, something.
3: I think that in this particular case, uh, I think most people would be pretty okay with Ken Jennings. I saw a
0: tweet level. that said uh, LeVar Burton for hosts, and I was
3: not against it. Oh. I wouldn't oh. be against that either. I'm not going to take to the streets if it's not Ken Jennings. I just think it <laughs> would be a, a natural choice. What I would love to see... Is LeVar Burton to replace Pat Sajak and maybe murder him Ooh, in the process? I mean, yeah. You Have you watched replace any of him. wheel in a while? It's like, so, no, I mean, is... we, we, I'm conditioned to the moment Final Jeopardy is resolved, you lunge for the remote and change the channel because if you hear even you know, I'm a pretty sure that's how QAnon communicates it's with us. You're cursed and Samara's <laughs> going to kill you in seven days. And Wait, oh, Dave,
1: you. have you been following what's going on with QAnon the last few days? I We talked about it at some point and I haven't seen anything
2: else. Oh, yeah, how's Q doing, Dave? Dave knows Q.
0: Uh, I mean, QAnon, I think, uh, has been incrementally falling apart for various reasons. I'm not sure why it peaked again in the past couple of days, but Definitely the Reply All podcast. Um, the ARG
2: is coming to a close. You know what I mean? The campaign. The viral campaign is over. Do you think that the over? Reply All
3: podcast really, which is a wonderful episode that like really and convincingly lays out the uh, history behind Q and the identity of the person probably running the account? It's almost the entirety
1: that, of my knowledge of
3: QAnon. I think that's all you need. But like, it yeah. d- did that did that potentially have well
0: that an actual effect that was the prong that was the prong that hit us but basically that was part of an entire wave of the subject of that podcast the you know founder of 8chan has been on like a burning bridge i will talk to your news organization about how qanon is this like dude so i think it worked as much as it possibly could. He has very compelling evidence about why he knows who QAnon is and how they're not a government official at all. They're a guy who's living in the Philippines, who's made money off of various pornography sites. Now has figured out a way to sort of have his own conservative political party in the U S and he wants, you know, like power and whatnot, but I don't know. Well, hopefully we don't have to like, there's always going to be these things, but I, I, it's going to be very nice to have a government that uh, labels these things as outsider opinions that shouldn't be listened to yeah, uh, in the yeah. future.
1: It's gonna be really hard to like in a couple years when like all the Trump stuff starts fading. When be like, remember there's a time in a debate where he like wouldn't disavow QAnon like that just happened. And the and... Trump stuff maybe
0: fading. Maybe Ooh. see that's the thing. You, is, you don't think you're, you're gonna getting, forget you're about to some to of my, this stuff? Quote unquote pessimistic part.
1: You don't. There's <laughs> you are going to forget insane stuff that Donald Trump did. I, I hope. you
0: Oh do. no, I think we are, but
2: you I don't have. think. I think I feel like I'll never forget.
3: <laughs> if we we you know if, we didn't start the fire. Trump song just Um, just as a reservoir for this information so we could all (laughs) memorize it and sing it in karaoke in 30 years and it doesn't mean anything anymore we're still in the
0: we're still in the period right now of you know being able to celebrate the joy of your success and we succeeded in what we set out to do you know with the help of lots of different people with lots of different ideas and goals and if the Democrats eat each other over the next four years then we will nom, get nom, some nom. we will get somebody worse than Trump um, and who who very well might be elected by those. What? Uh, only only seven million more of us than there are of them. So, like, there's half In- of the country that it is not going to remember, forget all the crazy stuff Trump did because they want that and more. And we need to, you know, I'm not saying Ugh. maybe maybe is a way to bring this full circle. <laughs> And okay. kind of maybe close it out, and then I'm gonna throw to Katie to explain our quarter quill because she touched oh. on it. But I think we should also give you guys, the listeners, you put up with enough fucking, fucking politics for us for two weeks. We have some <laughs> stuff. We have some stuff you could watch. We're gonna watch four movies. Um, but um, the idea of like human empathy. Uh, Is super important, and I'm not going to argue against that. I think a great way to do that is through art, through actually talking to people, through having like personal conversations. It's not through tweeting, it's not through, you know, necessarily trying to get them to join political groups. I think that empathy is super important. Uh, Empathy in the political sphere, empathy as a political tool, doesn't exist, it's a defanging trap. It's a party that, uh, you know, would step on your neck being like, please don't enact your normal policies because it's not like the Democrats are going to roll in and put any Trump supporters in camps that, you know, we weren't already putting in camps just because we're bad with immigration anyway. But it's like uh, it's the, the policies that we have to push forward to do a healing policies are the policies that have to benefit the people that voted for Trump because they were scared by what he said Biden would represent. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not blaming Cubans and Venezuelans in Florida who've lived through socialism, who only watch Fox News, who actually think that Joe Biden is a socialist for voting against the things that killed their parents. Those are the people that we need to try to reach through policy. We can't yell at them for being Republicans, Uh, But that also means that if they're yelling at us about how we should be Republicans, we don't need to listen to them. We have to speak through policy and we have to heal that way. Because if we try to heal through like this weird conversation, giving equal uh, weight to like issues like maybe grandma could die so we could save the economy. Like those things, those are political discussions that need to be dealt with by like lawmakers and activists and communities.
3: If Mr. CNN is listening, for the love of God, please stop bringing fucking, uh, what's his name? I just had it on the tip of my tongue and I'm getting so old. Uh, come Rick on, Santorum? that guy. Rick Santorum. Rick I see, Santorum. See, yeah, please. That guy. <laughs> I, I soon, like, hours after the election was called, seeing Rick Santorum saying that. It would be better for the country – I mean, obviously, this is a Republican who is trying to contort his arguments in a way that is self-serving, but that, that it would be better for the state of our democracy, for Democrats to lose the runoffs in Georgia and therefore any hope of control of the Senate because um, if they control branches of government, uh, God forbid, they might get too much stuff done – Uh, I wanted to throw something through my television and I was in a euphoric mood at the time. So stop listening to assholes like him.
0: And like he's being a political being and what happened like the Trump administration, what happens to a lot of the times is you start to conflate your real life with your political life. And now I'm not saying disengage, but I'm saying like uh, the things like the people you were having conversations with before uh that you you know stopped having conversations with in the past 4 years and uh uh you know friends that uh maybe you had to let go because they refused to abandon certain like republican opinions uh i think what we've learned is that when the lines are drawn about political opinions uh then like things aren't really getting done so at least if i learn anything in the past 4 years Something like our podcast is going to be a lot more helpful towards building empathy between people than something that's following legislation that's happening in the Senate and the House. Mm. And I think it's important to balance your attention between the two things. But if you're talking about empathy, I think you're talking about art and you're talking about conversation. And you're talking about paying attention to the disenfranchised, the things that we were doing Uh, you know, around the murder of George Floyd, when people were like, hey, maybe I should, you know, read some black authors or watch support some black art. Uh, I think all those things are super good empathy building things. I don't think be nice to us, nicer to us politically. Think about the losing side politically is an actual It that has nothing to do with empathy or people's feelings.
2: No, I I, I think you just see. I mean, we all need to remove ourselves from our own experiences, too, and just learn more. And I think it starts with accepting that the hunt for Red October fucking just sucks. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Oh. that is the that's issue terrible.
1: that's going to heal in Joe Biden's America, I think.
0: Katie, what are we talking about next week for our quarter quell? So quater?
1: next week you we got a quarter quell. Um, should I tell people the theme, or should I just tell them the movies and they get to spend the next we week tell guessing? Them the theme? I don't know. Is it make a game out of it? Oh,
2: oh, I see. Give them the movies and then they give have them have to the movies and they, they have to figure it. out. So, all right, I say, want
1: right? you by next week to figure out what these four movies have in common. What is the unifying theme? Citizen Kane, The Avengers, The Master, Ad Astra. Whoa. Puzzle on that.
2: That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, be, it's gonna one. be a tough one for us. <laughs> Trying to make it's of it. It's gonna be
1: fun. Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and then have we'll you guys about...
3: watched some of the movies already?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. The uh, no, I saw, I have a Gotham's meeting tomorrow that I still am movies for. Uh, but I'll get there. I, I think, think I've think seen. all I don't these think movies. any of the four movies we're watching for the quarter
2: quilt will apply to this year's Gotham. Awards. Wait, one of the movies
3: again? <laughs> Citizen Kane at Astra. Avengers. Avengers. Almost the master, master.
2: Maybe was Mank. Avengers a and the Masters okay. at
3: the Gothams.
1: You're allowed to vote for Ad Astra at the Gothams?
3: <laughs> yeah. Just yes. Yes, I, I am pushing for Ad Astra. <laughs> he, it's, he's going to ride
0: in uh, destroy two party system. <laughs> destroy two
1: party Gothams. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be next week. It'll be fun. Something to, uh, to keep our mind off of whatever this slow motion coup is or not. Whatever your news intake may be,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna close this out since Twitter. I don't know how healthy it is, but that is a place to find us. Katie, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, I, I'm at uh, Kate Are we only doing Twitter? Or are we doing the whole thing? Oh, no, we're what only we doing, doing Twitter again. Oh, great. Okay, I'm at Katie Rich. K okay. a t e y r i c h and patches. At Mr.
2: Patches. Mister Patches. M i s t e r Patches and.
0: David tweeted about the podcast last week. (gasps) Where did you tweet about the podcast, David?
3: Yeah, I know. And and, I understand a lot's happened since then. And it slipped my mind to mention it. But I am a little disappointed at the lack of fanfare about this momentous event. Was it before or after
1: Election Day? That makes a big difference.
3: It was after I think it was the election. on election day. Uh, this
1: is probably how I missed or after
3: it. Or the, after the election day, right.
0: I hearted um, the people who made jokes about you yeah, so not tweeting about the podcast. I, I just joking. didn't. What more do you want? I didn't I didn't respond to you. You get to talk to me every week. Also, I as wanted, you mentioned, like, it was like one of eight saw, million tweets that
3: you made. So, At yeah. first, when I saw everyone partying in Brooklyn, I thought it may be because I had tweeted about <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and was I name. started asking some people. Um, and it turns out it wasn't but yeah. in my heart that's what that's made what asa that's what made asa cry not you <laughs> yelling <Yeah. laughs> he was shocked by the, the newness of it all uh you can find me on twitter at david or i am uh, easing up the throttle on my constant stream of lady bird and little women election themed tweets and back to uh tweeting about new movies like the mel gibson christmas comedy fat man in which he plays Santa Claus as he tries to fend off a hostile takeover from the military and a kid who has hired Walton, uh, Walton Goggins, who is a uh, assassin, to kill him. It was a real movie that I had to watch and review for my sins. The least you could do is uh, read what I have to say about it.
0: And I'm Dave Gonzalez. You can find me at DA70 on Twitter. We're fighting in the war room, and we'll see you next week.
3: I'll use the word Baby, 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 we're dealing with babies, okay? We're gonna take care of those babies. Have you ever kidnapped
0: a babies? Don't worry about that, baby, I love babies. I gently tell a woman that I love her baby. I love babies. Okay. So babies. I love babies. I love babies. I hear that baby crying. I like to
4: let the baby cry. I love to hear babies cry. Social
2: media. My fair lady. I'm done.